Welcome to day 16 of the story that changes everything. Our readings for today are Genesis chapters 46 through 48 and Psalm 7. Here's some thoughts to guide your reading for today. Chapter 46 and 47 form a cohesive unit describing the transition of Jacob and the entire family to Egypt. As they leave, Jacob stops to worship at Beersheba. Beersheba was at the southernmost edge of the promised land. It is as though before exiting the land, Jacob wants to stop and both worship and hear from God. God appears to him there, the last what's called a theophany or the appearance of God in the book of Genesis. God promises him that his ancestors will indeed return to Canaan and that he will be reunited with Joseph when he dies. The text then lists the sons of Jacob and their families as they head to Egypt. The number adds up to 70. The number that signifies completion lets us know that Jacob's family is large and significant, and the whole complete family is making the transition to Egypt. There's an interesting note at the end of the chapter that Pharaoh can welcome such a large tribe of people without a whole lot of concern because they're just shepherds, and shepherds are kind of looked down on by the Egyptians. Chapter 47 picks up the transition details describing Pharaoh's gifting of the land to Jacob's family. Despite being a shepherd, Jacob, the family patriarch, has an official audience with Pharaoh, and they officially and mutually bless one another. The narrative then describes the way Joseph accumulated great wealth and power for Egypt during the famine. Initially, all the people bring their money and buy grain, but once their money's gone, they give up control of their land and then control of their labor. There's some question as to whether this should be viewed as a good or a bad thing. The chapter gives this report without much moral comment. However, some scholars have wondered if this whole event is viewed by future generations as a sign of Joseph's business acumen, or whether it's viewed as Joseph, unfortunately, setting up Egypt's inordinate power and Israel's future slavery. The chapter ends with Jacob making Joseph swear that when he leaves Egypt someday, that he will take his remains with him back to the promised land. Before Jacob dies, chapter 48 opens with Joseph bringing his two sons to be blessed by his father. There are obvious echoes in the story of the earlier narrative of Jacob being blessed by his aging and nearly blind father, Isaac. In this case, Jacob announces that Manasseh and Ephraim, his grandsons, will be adopted by him as his sons and become, in Joseph's stead, the 11th and 12th tribes of Israel. Then, as he blesses them, he reverses his hands, blessing the younger Ephraim over the older Manasseh. Joseph tries to put his hands back, but he says he knows what he's doing. Later, the 10 northern tribes will be described in the scripture by the names Israel or this blessed son, Ephraim. The pattern of God's unique blessing of the unexpected younger from generation to generation is now complete. It happens in every generation in the patriarchal history. In the end, God has been good to Jacob and sustained his family. As the psalmist celebrates today in Psalm 7, the Lord has been Jacob's shield and will continue to be the protector of his children through the difficulties that lay ahead. These texts continue to surprise us with the unique blessings of God. So read them carefully. Look for things you've never seen before. Listen to what the Spirit might say to you through the text today. Journal some of your reflections, questions, and prayers. And be surprised 
by the surprising blessings of God. Only one more day in Genesis. Tomorrow's readings are Genesis chapters 49 and 50. I'll talk to you tomorrow.